I don't know how many more times I can say that. It's amazing that there's 85 people watching. Um, and that's really why in non-duality it has to be repeated thousands of times. It's because the momentum of the seeker is so strong. Your love is your nature. You're searching the whole universe for this love. And mostly you're searching for it in other people. And you can't find it in other people. You can't find that love in other people or other things. But it's mostly other people. And so you always feel disappointed by other people or let down. But it was the wrong place to look for that love. That love is your nature. And then other people become love, but not because of their actions or their behaviours, but because everything is made of love. The human instrument, in a way, you could say is selfish. Even though we are community animals, it's only interested in its own survival. And it's only interested in the survival of others because it helps its survival. And we have these lovely and beautiful emotions of compassion and empathy, but it's an animal. We come from mammals, we're predators. So the human is always going to look, let you down if you're looking for love in that human form. There is no, there, the, the human form is an appearance, but we're looking for that completion, that saviour, that boundlessness in form, and you'll never find it. So what happens is people often feel bitter or hateful towards human forms because they believe that the human forms let them down, but it's not that the human forms let them down, it's that the person, the separate person, has a bizarre story about what the human form is and believes that it can give it something which it can't. Your mother can never give you that love. Your father can never give you that love. Jesus can never give you that love. I can't give you that love. No one can give you that love. That love is your essence. And it's there all the time. It never left. It's just the mind and the person has projected it outwards and something that it doesn't have that it's lost it projects that it's been kicked out of the garden of eden and it's got to f it's got to find um love out there and make it stay and it builds up so many resentments so much resentment towards other humans because it keeps feeling like it's been let down like it's lost something you didn't give me this you didn't behave like that if you behaved like that i'd still have it but it's not even conscious of it. Everywhere it's looking for this love. And this love is everywhere. That essence, that sense of being isn't bound inside this body. It's everywhere. It is everything. And it's total and utter completion. And that beingness has knowing. So it knows everything, the beingness. And on the other side it's this love. And it's been there the whole time. So it's been there... Um, it's been there when you were one, two, when you were in agony, when you were growing, when you first fell in love, when you listened to music, when you had your heart broken. That essence has always been there. There's always been something that's remained the same. What's changed is form. And what happens in these talks is there can be a shift from being that person that's moving in time to seeing that there was never somebody experiencing this. There was a boundless energy that's everywhere, and in that appears a person, but that person isn't actually the experiencer. And it's not the person that becomes enlightened, although often that person changes and becomes less greedy or less needy, but it doesn't become a perfect person. It doesn't become an enlightened person. Enlightenment is the nature. A person can't be enlightened.
There can be an absence in a body-mind mechanism, but the body-mind mechanism can't be enlightened as such. It's always going to follow its conditions of being human. But what drops away is this one that's claiming experience, the experiencer to be that body-mind mechanism. And don't listen to me too hardly. This hardly. Don't listen with too much effort. This is all about love, so let the words remind you of that. Like, take you back to that place. And it's not really you, but it's like calling something out that's been hiding, that's been there all the time. This isn't an intellectual thing. This is an energetical thing. Or even maybe beyond energetical. Life at a time, it's amazing how... Yep, I can only read the first lines, I think. When I found you on 11.11, I stopped seeking. Hello, thank you, Lisa. Cool. On a practical level, why not look for community with people who have the same values you do? You're talking about me? Or are you talking about yourself? Um, who's that? Ethan. Um, I'm happy as I am. I have Khaleesi, I have my little apartment. What else could I possibly need? If I had a community around me, it wouldn't just be a community of like-minded people. They'd be looking to me to, to, um, to lead. How do you get rid of the person who is not real? Sherry Hake. This is much better on the iPad. This is much easier for me. It's so complicated on my computer. How do you get rid of the person who is not real? Sherry, Sherry Hake. Sherry, that's such a complicated question, and um, it's most probably better if you phone me on Skype, which is Lisa Cairns 12, because you expect me to say, well, you've got to sit in I am amnes for, or being. But, um, uh, it's not quite like that. It's, it's something that me and you would have to chat about, and it'll be different in every case people are calling. Maybe I should have shut down Skype on my computer. Avoid the guru. Tap. <laughs> okay, guys, um, if you want me to call you tonight, just because I didn't shut down Skype on my iPad and I can't go into it now, um, just send me a message in Skype saying call me rather than calling. Um, because it's uh, a little difficult. Remember, when I call you, you have to have your earphones in and your microphone with your earphones. Um, so just send me a little message. Normally you can call, but this is the first time I've done it on this, and I realised that it would have been better if I'd shut it. But I think if I close down this, it will cut the stream, if I go into Skype and close it down. I have noticed many people who... People have ego-driven sexual fantasies with the change. If a person... I've noticed many people have ego-driven sexual fantasies with the change if a person awakens. Um, you don't even need to worry about that. You think that you need to get out your, um, your stick to save people. Ah, all these gurus with weird sexual fantasies or all these awakened people with weird sexual fantasies. Um, obviously, if they're being abusive, then a good of us, if a collective group of us stop that. But if suddenly, suddenly, 
if suddenly somebody likes being ta- tied up and being whipped, what's it to do with you? Who cares? And what would you, how would you know the difference between ego-driven fantasy and, um, and non-ego-driven fantasy? It all becomes to disappear because this body-mind mechanism is always going to be set up the way it's set up. So, you know, if it was first introduced to sex by a certain way or if it had the karma of a sex a certain way, you know, maybe after awakening it takes off any idea of right or wrong um, or not any, that, that it can't express that sexual fantasy. I'm not talking about negative, like really nasty sexual fantasies, but I'm talking about um, like regular sexual fantasies. I'm not going to child porn or child abuse or anything like that. I'm just talking about ones that are in the realm of legal in our society before everyone starts going ballistic. But what's what's wrong with that? You think you know what an enlightened body-mind mechanism looks like, but you don't because the body-mind mechanism doesn't become enlightened. It's always going to have its patterns. And each body-mind mechanism is so specific, so specific to its ways of being. And, uh, and if it's if it's attracted to older women or dominatrix women or something, then... You know, maybe it will always be like that. And maybe after awakening, there's more of a, um, an acceptance of that and um, an expression of that. If it's attracted to really big, huge mamas or men or something, and before it was ashamed of being that, maybe that will fall away and there will be an absolute embracing of the sexuality, which is really beautiful. You wouldn't know what an enlightened ego or a not enlightened ego looks like because you it's not like that it's the body mind mechanism will change but maybe it becomes more weird maybe it becomes what some people would say more egotistical the human's always going to be the human which is a movement towards desires and movement towards that which is pleasurable You know, and if you like bondage, you like bondage. An enlightened person could love bondage. Why not? No, no, that must be ego because it's da-da-da-da. That's all mind stuff. You don't even know what enlightenment is. You can't know as a person. There is this movement to this boundlessness and it's absolute mystery. And then the body-mind mechanism has to do what it does. And then each situation, it responds differently. To each energy it's placed in front of, it responds differently. And this is love, the body doing as it does. I'm not saying it will do hateful things. Hate goes. It's not going to do things where it's murdering and raping people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not going to say it's going to be lying and cheating and unethical the body is naturally ethical but it's stopped it's going to stop being ashamed of what it is and it will express what it is which is really beautiful hi lisa just wondered if you can talk about ayahuasca and if there is any benefit in using it regards to non-duality i know a lot of people are trying it nowadays thanks for ad love ben oh thanks guys for saying the sounds okay great um hey ben thanks for your question um, so obviously, um, there's still confusion about what non-duality is. 
So ayahuasca is something that you take and it affects the body. And, um, and it can be really beautiful and it can really change your dynamics and it can really make you see things differently, open your mind. Um, but I'm not pro it or against it. It could also um, be really difficult and really hard, the ayahuasca trip. But that's to do with the body and to do with the person. And that I'm not against that. I know from speaking now for so many years that sometimes you need to work on the personal level because the personal level becomes so abstract because it's based on a lie that you are a separate person living on time, living in time. But it's not you that wakes up. There is a movement energetically from being that person to a boundlessness which has got nothing to do with you. But I'm not I'm not against um, working on the personal dynamics, but the freedom is beyond that. Your essence, that amnes, has never been affected by the person. It's just this energy in the person has arisen of being a separate self, and it's made it seem like the amnes is locked in a little cage, and um, and you are a small person. But the, But that which is listening now, that which is looking now isn't actually the person. The person is an experience that's looked through. So this is totally mysterious as how it happens, but it's something else that is recognized beyond the person. So that that's hearing my voice now isn't anything to do with the person. So ayahuasca affects the person moving in time. It affects the physiology of the person um, and the body. But the freedom is right here. The freedom is that beingness that doesn't go in time. That amnes that... Is it still working? Yes. I think it just got stuck. So who is it that's hearing me now? You maybe think, Ben, that it's you and that you're going to wake up and that you've got to get rid of your karmas and that you've got to sort yourself out. But your karmas and your behavior, which comes from a separate place, is something that's already appearing. And that's an effect. That's not actually the root of the problem. The root of the problem is this separate I that exists at the bottom that you are having an experience now. There's not somebody that's having an experience Who's having an experience? Who's listening to me now? Who hears this? You're looking at the computer and you're imagining yourself having an experience of looking at the computer. So you're imagining somebody is looking at the computer. But there isn't actually somebody there. There is this boundless beingness. The sense of aliveness that, that you are, but not you as that person that goes in time. But as a separate person, most probably doing the um, therapy or the ayahuasca, it will help lessen those separate dynamics. And who knows, maybe by a lessening of those, so, those dynamics, maybe this will be heard. Who knows what the trigger is? It seems like often the person understands itself better and the illusory dy dynamics of that person get less and less or get more and more balanced and then there's awakening. 
but it's never that person that awakens. That person is a, is a, is a veil that's looked through. So what is it that looks now? What is it that's prior to that person that's always been here? So if you don't want to call it beingness, you could say a knowing. There is a knowing, and that knowing doesn't belong inside the body. That knowing is everywhere. It's just overlooked, and the focus is always on you, 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 that goes into time. That knowing is in the wall. That knowing is in the sound. That knowing is in everything that appears. So thank you, Ben, for your question. Hi, Lisa. So this is from Chris. This is my first question to you. I am confused about what non-seeking actually means. Does it include stopping reading spiritual books? Can you explain that, please? So hey, Chris Sullivan, thanks for your question. Um, when did you get the impression that I said that you've got to stop seeking? You are the seeker. If you try to stop seeking as a separate person, you'll become very depressed. I don't know when you got the impression that I was saying that. There can be an examination of the seeking patterns, but for you to try and stop seeking is another thing that you try to do to get to somewhere. And it, it, that's going to be a really bleak one because you're going to try and do nothing to get there. So you'll end up feeling depressed. This isn't about stopping seeking. It's seeing. It's just seeing the mechanisms of that seeker, that the seeker is always trying to get love in an object, in a thing. And it can never get love in an object or a thing. Love is the nature of all things. So this is just that veil being cleared. You, as a person aren't the one that wakes up. So you as a person don't need to stop seeing, seeking. But there can be an act examination of what you're seeking for. Like, so I can look at people's seeking patterns and I can say why you get so screwed up and why you get so hurt by the world because you're believing that something in the world will give you freedom when it can't ever give you freedom. So you begin to hate people, resent people, get jealous of people. Well, nothing out there can give you what you look for. Thanks, Elena. Dear Lisa, with love from Russia, I can't call you because speaking English very bad, but I want to ask, is it possible that you will ever arrive in Russia? Many of my friends are watching your videos and would like to meet you. Unlikely. Sorry, you're going to have to come and see me. Hi, Lisa. Sorry, not, not anything against Ru Russia. It's not because uh, you're Russian or because you're P Putin. Is that how you say his name? Is your leader. <laughs> Um, it's, um, it's just because, um, I'm just trying to set up things so I travel less and less so people come to me. Um, and so you just have to watch through the internet, but it's so close, the flight. So I do, um, a retreat in France and in Spain and that's really close. And normally I try to do them off season. So it's cheaper, the flights. So, um, yeah, I just am such a homebody. I love being at home. And I've travelled so much over the last five years. So, But uh, if you really want to come to one of my events, I'm sure you will. Um, ben, hi Lisa, just under, thank you so much for your 
Lisa for answering my question in a very clear way. My pleasure, Ben. Chris. Mum. I'm falling through the gap in the emptiness, but after that experience, strong resistance has come. I watch it now in the I am, and it goes a little smoother, and it feels really hot. What's going on? The other thing is I experienced a few days ago a bigger consciousness, a bigger presence, where I completely got melt in. What is the difference between these? I wouldn't think about it too much, Chris. Just let it all happen. It's got nothing to do with you, so the you doesn't need to think about it. And just keep staying with what's actually happening or keep exploring with what's actually happening. So these experiences come up of the emptiness or the consciousness or the spaciousness, and you really don't need to mentally interpret it. Just let it happen like a total mystery. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. The trying to understand it in a way will kill it. But why did you call me mum? <laughs> I'm not your mum. I know lots of you would like me to be your mum and want me to speak kinder and be nicer and hugging. I am. I will hug you for limited time. I'm joking. I will hug you nicely. Audio sound is great. Hey, Julie. Hey, Isabel. Can you tell me about the person disappearing? Or about the person losing its momentum. Call me. It seems to be sort of invisible field. Okay. You answered my question actually in the beginning. I, I, I sort of posed a question. And, uh, and uh, also I started to trying to grasp it like mentally. Yeah. And then you want me to grasp so hard. <laughs> and so that was... No, nice. Was, Okay, well, if you haven't got another question, then that's okay. Yeah, um, so, so how can, how can this, this uh, experience be deeper in some sense? How could it, like, how can it continue? What, should I do nothing or? Um, so, uh, that's a very complicated question because you have to do what you have to do and ultimately what's going to happen or what needs to happen is that Adam stops functioning from the mind, although the mind is a helpful tool to understand things and interpret things, and you start functioning from a place of love as a person. So you start following the heart rather than the head. Um, but this isn't an action. This isn't something you can force to do. Um, but you're... But there is this natural flow that exists in every body-mind mechanism, and it's like the wind blowing, or the it's like a river running. It's really beautiful, and yes. it requires it requires so much trust. Um, it's not it, it's not your trust even that it's not your trust as such, but it requires this willingness to give up everything you think you know or think you need. And then in that, um, there is a beautiful movement that will happen. But that's not something I can direct you in. I can't direct you into your heart. I don't know. I don't know what that is or where that is in the Adam 
mechanism. And it's not really that you need to find it as a separate person, but it might feel like that. And basically, this shift will begin to happen. Once you listen to non-duality, that's the movement that will begin to happen. Yeah, this has been going on for a couple of years now. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, Um, it is. and, um, And it's not that it goes deeper, but... It's that the illusion just falls away more and more that you are a person that needs to find love in time. Love is your essence and love isn't found in an event. Love is found in what's happening, always been in what's happening because that's all there's ever been is what's happening. Even if there appears there's been something else, it's always what's happening and that's where the love is. The intellect, working from the intellect and working from the mind kind of gives the appearance that time is love and that time will give you what you want, but it never does. Time is always a disappointment. Thank you very much. Oh, with pleasure, Adam. Nice to speak with you. Thank you for yeah. being brave and saying you want me to call you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank Thanks, Adam. Bye. Yeah. Um, I have a question about... Um, oh, um, there's something. There's something. There's something weird happening with your sound. Is that to do with me? Yeah, I have. Oh, now is better. I think so. Yeah. I don't know what to do when um, we are caught to something that we don't like. When we what? Sorry. Um, when we what? When we. We are. Uh, we must do something, but we don't like to do it. Yeah. Um, but as a person, uh, we have always our preference. Yeah. Uh, but as a um, as a consciousness, uh, in the point of um, the consciousness view, uh, everything happens is okay. We have the. Uh, it's just acceptance. What I don't know how to to deal with these two different points of view. So to do with, um... uh, for example, I uh, I have to do something uh, for survive, but I uh, oh, to survive, I don't like it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, at the same time, I know it it happened, so it may be the reason I am in this situation. I don't know what to, um, how to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, so you don't like what you do in order to survive, to, in order to earn money? Yeah. Yeah. In, in consciousness view, everything happens is, is love. Yeah. So how to love what, what we don't love? Well, I think it's going about it the wrong way. Why would you stay in a job that you don't love? No, it's not a a job. Actually, uh, I love the job, so I don't want to work. But I I am um, uh, in an unemployment uh, situation. So the the government uh, takes charge of us uh, for a short time, a period. But they oblige us to do something. But this I don't like, but I'm, I'm in a situation I need to, to be in for temporary uh, time. So um, if I quit everything, so I lost 
all and I don't know how to be. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I, I don't know how to, to, to understand this. We have to just uh, do what, what happened or? Um, it's not that you have to do what happens, but, um, but basically the only, um, if you, the, to, to, the freedom has to be following the heart. Yes. Rather than the mind. Of course, of course. Yeah. But my heart says it's just, yeah. Keep, keep going like this for a short time of period to know what can I do better after. That's not what your heart says. That's what your mind says. Yeah. 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 In every given moment, the heart is only instantaneous. The heart is only ever here. That's what love, that's what life is. The heart is only ever present. Mm. And, that, and that's what has to be followed. It's not someone that can follow it. That's who you are. And then the mind comes in and then says what you should be or what's going to happen in 10 years or what's going to happen. There's to be a following of that love. Yeah. And that's only right. in the moment. That's moment to moment based. And normally we're constantly selling ourselves short for the future. So we don't follow the heart. We follow what we've been taught. We follow what we've been learnt. We've learnt. And we, we don't trust the actual sensation that's appearing now. We don't trust ourselves as that instant. Not as a time-bound thing, but as this instant. Of course. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. It's really scary, though, or it can be scary. But... Does it, it's it's the only way to live but the thing is is it's not about the illusion in time it's about that person it's about this moment so that love is found in this moment not in something in time so often our ideas are found in time or and it's a response to this moment from that stillness oh that means that every moment we have to follow Oh, how? Yeah. So simple, but it's so hard. <laughs> so, but <laughs> but the thing is, what, is what we, always, yeah. <laughs> we always look, we always look though for not the heart, we look in the mind and we don't even know what our heart is. We don't even know what the heart says because we're always looking in time and the heart is always instantaneous. It's this boundless expression that comes from not sense, not logic, but comes from no place. And this is when musicians, you know, they're playing music and they say, this isn't me that played the music, it's God. It's the divine. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, what I love is go to the nature and, and buy a little house in the fence, uh, south of France and, and do my little simple uh, living. <laughs> this is what I love. I meditate and do... Um, that's what I do. That's where I live. I live in I live in the south of France in a little apartment, and I'm surrounded by nature. I live in a little town, but I'm surrounded by nature, and I just yeah. follow the flow. It's all about following the flow, but it takes courage and it takes the way of the warrior. You know, I'm not sitting up here speaking from not having done it myself. Like it takes a real courage to step away from everybody else.
but I can't tell you what your heart says or what everybody's heart no, is different, everybody's no. flow is different. Yeah, but this is good. This is good to to have uh, as uh, uh, to remind me what uh, I I I always do what I love. Yeah. But sometimes, uh, sometimes it's just scary to to quit everything and to to do all these things because I'm not alone. I have my two kids. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. yeah. If I was alone, it was very easy. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. that's the point. But I'm so happy to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, with Thank pleasure. You. Thank you so much for calling. Nice. After a couple of years of therapy, meditation and talks with much positive effect, I have somehow become lost in anxieties and depression more than ever. Can hardly sleep, can't concentrate on anything. My body and mind feel tortured most of the time. I simply can't understand what brought me to this dark place. And eventually I am blaming myself for experiencing life that way. Some teachers say you've got to take full responsibility for your state of being, your way of experiencing, like in AA. Is this a good place to start? Am I really responsible for what's going on now? You are and you aren't. You are as that boundless energy, the creator of everything. But as the person, the person is a creation. But what basically has to happen is there has to be a movement from believing that you're that person back to that boundless freedom. Um, I'm not sure why you've gone into anxiety and depression. It could be that it's actually a really beautiful thing and it's just old stuff coming up. Um, but it could be that you've taken on concepts of the therapy and the spirituality to be a new identity. You just have to be honest. As the person, you just have to be honest. In this moment, right now, whatever's appearing, it just comes up and gets said and if you don't want to do something you just have to say I don't want to do this and the more you accept yourself as a person the more you'll accept everybody else and you see that this human is a you know is an animal it's not a perfect enlightened being you're never going to be an enlightened Lisa or an enlightened Julia or an enlightened Lee Levin enlightenment is the nature and then the human is the human which is self-centered and it just has to be it's color, just like a note in music has to be the note, the human has to be what it is. And you find your way of being, you find your freedom from being, from this moment, from the love, not from the nervousness, not from the fear, from the love that's expressing right now, from the amnes. So whatever's directly expressive from the amnes. And if there's a lot of suffering that's coming up right now, then just don't make a decision. Just go and lay in that suffering until it passes. And then when the love comes back, make your decision. Normally, when we're nervous or suffering, that's when we try to make all our decisions. We're like, help, help, I've got to move house. I've got to call the lawyer or um, whatever it is. Don't identify with non-duality, though. All of us make that mistake. I think conceptually non-duality is a perfect way to keep on feeling helpless and powerless. That was the mistake here. Yeah, yeah. It really is. You take it, you identify with that. Um, 
you identify with that there is no doer. And people are always saying to me, you know, I get it, non-duality says there's nothing I can do. When do I ever say there's nothing you can do? I say there is no you. I never once have ever said there is nothing you can do. There is always going to be doing happening. And that doing will appear like you choose. I am going to go and make a coffee now. I am going to go and um, have sex now. I'm going to go and walk the dog now, whatever it is, it always appears with choice, but that one that's choosing isn't an actual chooser. Where do those choices come from? Where do they appear from? So the choice appears in a boundless freedom from a total mystery, and that mystery is who you truly are, that no place is who you truly are. And so what the person does that already feels like a victim is it just takes it on as a new victim story. I'm vulnerable to this now, I'm vulnerable to non-duality. See, she's saying that... Um, but I don't have any free will. She's saying I can't do it. She's saying I can't get there. Um, and so therefore, whatever the mind comes up with, it's, yeah. It appears as if you do. No, I have a question, but you know, what happened? Uh, I thought you will call me. I mean, you will call me back. So I was, uh, the mind was in expectation mode. And uh, you didn't call because you were busy with other people, no? So what happened? Uh, mindset, something like that. Okay, if she calls this time, then you don't pick it up. Or like I have, I don't have questions to ask, something like that. Yeah. So what was that? <laughs> what was it that? Was that mind's judgment or what? Huh? Mind's judgment. Um, which part? Okay, leave it. I have another question. Okay. <laughs> which is a little bit serious. Yeah. So in that question, suppose I'm sitting like this, watching the thoughts. I am watching my thoughts. Watching your thoughts, right. Okay, and after time, uh, I will sleep, sitting like this. If I lean back, I will sleep. Yeah. So what is that? To avoid that. And you know one very strange thing about it? What? So let's say I have some thought before sleeping. I have some thought on the surface yeah. before sleeping. And then I will wake up after some time, 5 minutes or 10 minutes. I will have the same thought on the surface, floating. Yeah. Well, so you, is you're just falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good or it's good. It's not good or bad. It's just you're falling asleep. <laughs> I often. Or, or is there I keep the alertness to watch the thoughts? Actually, you know what happened few days before, huh? My friend was sitting on the next bed, and I'm sitting like here, and I'm watching the thoughts, and then suddenly, you know, uh, it was kind of trance-like state. I was sleeping also and watching also thought. And what happened in that case? No, my, there was, I mean, I'm telling you the thing that happened on the time. So there was a bagger sitting in my mind. Okay. It's very funny. Some beggar is sitting in my mind and here I am in the story that is happening and I am talking to the beggar and beggar is talking to the friend who is sitting next to the bed. Okay? So are you getting the story? Yeah. So immediately sometime what happened is the beggar or the mind was telling me to talk to the, I mean to communicate with my friend who is sitting on the bed. I need to talk to the beggar. So actually that beggar is a mind. To whom I am talking. 
and suddenly after some time i woke up i thought who was that beggar whom i was talking with <laughs> it was so strange <laughs> nice yeah it begins to affect your dreams non duality <laughs> i'm having dreams of non duality yeah <laughs> okay uh, one more thing uh, how to end the seeking game completely how to completely surrender to the moment it just doesn't work like that there just has to keep being an exploration and then it will eventually end there just has to be an open investigation into what experiences and it will end but it's not like i can say to you well um you need to have a kiss on your forehead by me or you need to <laughs> bow down and worship shiva it's not quite like that it's it's basically coming back to what's actually happening and most of the time what the seeker is actually interested in what is in what's not happening something else so even the idea of how to get rid of seeking completely is something that's not happening now what's happening now what's your experience now i'm asking you as a question what's your actual experience nothing is happening here i'm sitting in my room yeah there is a sound of crickets outside yeah maybe some people are speaking in the corridor yeah that's all and you know what that's where the answer is and you know and, and at the same time since i was listening to you on the stream live so i mean uh, i was opening another tabs i was looking for chess videos how to do chess moves and this and that this was also happening <laughs> oh yeah but 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 this is what's happening so you're speaking to me you're sitting here bum on the seat and this is where that amnesis is there's a love that's present here present here right here yeah. not in when am i going to end the seeking or when can i get this or that but right here in the actual experience in the color in the sound of my voice that essence is love it's unbelievable love actually what i'm looking for is it's not strong to say i'm looking for and uh, i want i mean i have read it in the book of uh, godman on ramana maharshi there are two ways i mean to get completely i mean get out of the identification with the mind the one is inquiry and eventually you will reach the point where you reach the iamness where you be the i am and the second is complete surrender to the god to the what it's not the god who is outside it's the god within to whom you have to completely surrender all of your responsibility of the life you have to surrender to the god after reading ekar tolle like i told you na no? i am surrendering constantly uh, like for the last 3 years but this is not the complete surrender that i was looking where i completely dissolve where there is no i anymore yeah it will happen just keep investigating what's happening and what see and in this moment if i want to surrender completely now so what is coming is the boundary of the seeking i am not looking anything externally I mean, I'm not going like other people. No, they will go for shopping. They will go. I mean, many things they will do. But I'm not doing any of that. If this laptop is not there, I will. I mean, the seeking thing I told you, no, I was was opening the chess videos or something. That will not happen. If the laptop is not there, I'll just sit on the my on my bed and either I will just keep watching the thought or I will sleep. But I mean. there is a, what uh, what should i uh, say to you is something like some observing the thoughts there is an interest in the thoughts sometimes that is the seeker who is interested in thoughts 
That's, this isn't true. You don't know all these things. That's just the intellect. Okay. So who is it that's observing the thoughts? How can awareness observe thoughts? I mean, it's the passing of thoughts. It's like clouds are passing, and the sky is still. Sky is there, and clouds who, are passing. Who is it that knows that? A thought knows that. I'm not yeah, talking... That. That's personal awareness that's aware of the thoughts. There's something beyond personal awareness. It's not awareness observing thoughts. That's then personal awareness observing thoughts. That's somebody observing thoughts because you're knowing it and you're understanding it. And beingness, that true knower, can't understand anything. It's observing without knowledge. It's innocently observing in every instant. It's not something that you can claim that you that's observing is something that's appearing in that knowing that's totally free. For you to lay on the bed and observe thoughts, there's another separate part of you that's observing thoughts. There's something prior to the one that's observing the thoughts, to the observer. It's not got, you can't get to that place, but what can happen is the clouds of everything, every attachment, every idea of you begins to dissolve and then there it is, this boundless presence. Can you tell me, short, I mean, how long uh, your experience is after the shift and before the shift? How it was? It's love now. And so? I, I thought loved belong, love belonged outside in the flow and was something I got how and came the, and went. How did your perception become now? Sorry? You look at the things. How do you see? How they were before and how they are now? What? Let's say shift hasn't happened to you. So how was that story? And now shift has happened. How you are looking at the script? Is there, for example, you are also doing the same kind of. Uh, I mean, physically, if I'm looking outside now, I will see the same thing. Like Lisa is sitting in front of the laptop, and she is changing tab. She is going from one tab to another. It's same kind of thing. Like seeking is happening. Some thought is coming and telling you to go to this and go to this. But you are not identifying any of them. This is pointless. You're never going to understand my experience. There's always got to be an investigation into that experience. This very question is looking outside of yourself for some form of freedom or reassurance. What do you feel in your body now? Shivering. Huh? Shivering. Shivering. You're cold? No, no, nothing. Just shivering. Okay. And what do you feel emotionally wise or feeling wise? Everything is fine. It's also fine. And uh, it is also fine. Okay. So, um, everything is fine. So, so, see that that person, so everything is fine in your body. So just scan your body and make sure that's true. But do you no? Before you tell the the story, do you feel um, do you feel contracted anywhere? Uh, contracted nowhere. But what I feel is there is a lack of peace. Okay. So where do you feel that lack of peace in the body? Actually, this is not belong. This is not belonging to the body. This is related to some kind of experiences that I have in past. 
So what the story that I was about to tell you, no? In that story, what happened? Something goes wrong. It was the very beginning in the I mean, when I was uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but, but, but we're only interested in now. What's happening now? Correct. But I'm trying to compare something. Okay. In order, why I'm telling the story? I mean, it was the very beginning of the I mean the park. Something happened uh, near to my place, and it was completely some kind of a chaos developed in my mind. Then, as Eckhart told me, I mean, after reading the book, he said, "Go is in the body, focus on the feeling, I mean, the breathing, go within." And then I felt an utter peace, and that peace is not here in this moment. Okay. So, what and do you, know, you feel? What do you feel then now? Peace is not there. I mean, that degree of peace is not there. Okay. It is there, but it's not that degree. Okay. It's not, it's not very intense. Okay, it's not very intense. So what do you feel then? You feel agitated? Uh, not agitated. But you know, whenever I'm trying to uh, calm the mind, there are very, very subtle thoughts appearing. So subtle that, so subtle that I cannot even... I mean, Okay, but I'm not interested in that. What does your body? What does your body feel like? Body is all, is all the time normal. There are there is no stress at all in the body. And whatever is here, it's here in this moment. Okay, you feel stress in the head. You feel tightness in the head. Uh, yes, you can feel like that. Okay. So where do you feel the lack of peace? Where do I feel? Lack of peace. Only in the forehead. Okay, in the forehead. Okay, okay, no, that's great. We can go with that. Okay, so you've got tension in your head. So just put your uh, attention on the tension in your head. Even if it's very small, just put your attention there. So see that there is something that's being aware of that tension in the head. That's personal attention that's aware of it. And notice that you can move that personal attention down to your heart area and it's a different sensation. And then you can move it up to the brain and up to behind the eyes. But notice that that movement of the attention is also being experienced by something that's non-located and cannot think and cannot remember it. It's instantaneously remembered. Yeah, I'm... Yeah? Yeah. So the reason that you don't feel peace is just in the body there is still areas that are seeking and contracted and seeking for something. So more than likely you seek for mental stimulation, but you yeah. won't find peace in mental stimulation. It's in the moment. It's that boundlessness that knows the person that's got the attention on the contraction. So when you're laying in your bed, just move your attention as the person to the areas that feel contracted. That's all you need to do. And just give it some space and some time. And then see that that one that's aware of it also isn't the boundlessness. There's something prior to that that's experiencing it that can never be never looked at, never understood. It can never remember a thing. So memory appears in the dream but the nature can't remember anything. So the personal awareness that's watching the thoughts knows that it's watching the thoughts in, in a memory. This is beyond yeah. that. Uh, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, let's say I'm listening to this video. I mean, let's say whatever you said in the one moment ago. Mm -hmm. 
so there will i mean the certain thoughts were there na those uh, those so i mean some of them were so much striking few days before uh, i mean in the previous uh, scenes of yours you were talking to someone and uh, that guy told you i want enlightenment and then something like uh, you said that you do not want enlightenment it's to say like i want enlightenment is some kind of arrogance so since it always there is just the now the person always wants not to feel uncomfortable in this moment he wants pleasure yeah so i mean these thoughts you said on that time and after let's say this video is stopped you have gone off and then these thoughts will reappear mm-hmm. and they will remind you they will remind me to stay present again but in the same way no since i'm listening records from like three years and same kind of thought, bundle of thoughts has uh, built up in my mind mm-hmm. and I'm, they will try to remind me i'm talking to those things how to go beyond it i mean No, how going how to go beyond it is a useless thought. Just keep exploring the experience and feel that agitation by the thinking. Go deep into that feeling that comes with those thoughts. See the thought, the feeling underneath that's agitated and use the thoughts as a way to slide into the current experience. A lot of the time we're not prepared to feel the feeling that's underneath the thought. So if you're worrying about work, we don't want to feel the worry, so we just stay, our attention just stays on the worry. So explore what's actually happening. But forget about going beyond. That's a useless thought that's just telling you that that you're wrong and that you're bad and that you're not going to get there. It's just another one of those thoughts. Forget about what your thoughts mean. It's all about the present moment which is thoughtless. one more question okay okay so the question is uh, uh as you told me you know i am a young man <laughs> last time so you know let's say i'm going outside and uh, i will see some girls yeah then the commentary appears yeah on the bodies of the girls so what is that a sexual attraction so if uh, it's again i mean again some kind of useless question maybe yeah if uh if somebody is there who is uh, just i am is he also going to see the same thoughts i mean same kind of thoughts will appear to him no no and it's okay to have sexual attraction towards women you're a young man and that's how that body's meant to 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 be enjoy it it's beautiful sexual attraction beautiful you can just fall into that love of the sexual attraction you don't need to act it out but you can just enjoy that sexual energy it's a very pleasurable energy okay <laughs> nice okay thank you that was thank lovely you. to speak to you again yeah bye. thank you bye thank you for your honesty bye hi this is from suresh can you speak about silence transmish- transmission like ramana dissolving karmic conditions and your experience says thanks It's just that when you see people where this recognition has happened you tap into their energy and there is profound love that's there. It's just like they work as a beacon to remind you. Beautiful. Okay guys, it was lovely to see you all. Um Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>